Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. Welcome to part two of episode 167 of The Culture Soup, I Can Be Anything, with Kim Nelson Ingram, children's author and also the executive producer of The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Our conversation continues, and this time it's all about radio. Let's get it. Wow. Well, I actually worked at the college radio station at Florida A&M University. As I mentioned, I was a broadcast journalism major, and we kind of did a little bit of everything. Um, I interned at the television mm-hmm. station um, because my interest initially, I went into to the broadcast news. But I also did, you know, a couple of shifts on the radio station. So again, my they taught us to really be well-versed and learn, learn a little bit of how to do everything in front of the camera, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, behind the mic, et cetera. So what had happened was <laughs> <laughs> I um, actually got a job offer uh, to work at a TV news station as a reporter in, I believe it was West Virginia. And I was getting married at the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, my husband was not gonna be living in West Virginia. So I was, you know, looking for a lot of different jobs. And the first job I got was in radio and it was where my husband was going to be. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did uh, initially. So um, I kind of did the radio and television news thing for a little while. And um, I became obsessed with the Tom Joyner morning show along the way. Our, the radio station that I worked at, we uh, were one of the affiliates and it with Tom coming to town for sky shows, et cetera. I stalked him. No, not really. But we, we had the opportunity to meet and et cetera. And I was like, you know what? If there's ever an opportunity one day, <laughs> you know, here's my number. Here's my resume. Here's my headshot. Whatever. Right. Well, we stayed in contact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a few years passed and, and there was an opening. And wow. I moved to Dallas. And I work with the Tom wow. the Morning Show. Yeah. After working with local okay. radio, it didn't happen that quick. I'm, I'm sounding like a TikTok video. It wasn't that fast. <laughs> but, um, that's the, the, the Spark Milks version. Yeah. Uh, I started working in local radio first and then moved on to network radio with Tom and, and spent a good, the good beginning part of my career um, working with him. Wow. Well, I mean, what a dream come true. You mentioned I was obsessed over the Tom Joyner Morning Show at our age group and maybe even older who didn't obsess about the Tom Joyner Morning Show. And in Absolutely. fact, I... I'm a huge fan of Tom's for a couple of different reasons. One, when he first started his show, the syndicated one. Now, I grew up in Dallas, mm-hmm. so I listened to the fly jock going between Dallas oh, yeah. and Chicago. I was aware about that. So it was a big freaking deal when he got the syndicated radio show. First of its kind for yeah. a black personality at all in the United States mm-hmm. of America. So it's huge. But I was working at the Channel 4 studios. It was Fox at the time. It's Fox now. But it used to be CBS. And and they sent me 
to cover the opening of the Tom Jordan Morning Show. And guess who it was wow. that I got to interview? Do you, who? can you guess who I might've interviewed? It was Luther Vandross. This was, it was very Luther. first. Yes. I was going to say, I remember Skinny Luther. <laughs> yes. I remember hearing those stories yeah. about that. I didn't, the very, that was the very first syndicated show. Syndicated show broadcast. One. Yes. And I remember American wow. Airlines has sent the two um, seats from first class to be the chair yep. in his studio. And, and Tom was sitting there in between. He looked around and said, hey, how you doing? And then before long, he was back on the air. But I got to spend time with Luther Vandross before he went in to be interviewed by Tom wow. Joyner for the very first show. But I think the most amazing so thing about cool. that, yeah, the most amazing thing about mm -hmm. that is that Tom didn't forget who I was. Even brief meeting, because some years mm -hmm. later, maybe three or four years later, I'm at, oh, it's more than three or four years. Gosh, it was probably about seven or eight years later. I got promoted to vice president before the age of 30 at Catching Public Relations, and wow. I received a handwritten note from Tom Joyner. Congratulations. I could not wow. believe it. That's, That's the, the kind of guy, guy, he, guy is. he is, though. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. You know, Tom believed in, um, believed and believes in super serving the African-American community. Not only that, um, black women have a special place in his heart. You know what I mean? As far as yeah. um, he, a, a core part of his staff were African-American women. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, of course, Sybil Wilkes by his side, um, along yeah. with Myra J. and Jetta. Like, like, and so for the fact that he would notice you and then recognize you when you made something, such an accomplishment does not surprise me because that that's, that's what he does. That's what he does. I mean, for all the women yeah, that, live, well, that live there, we basically live there because we were there all the time, but <laughs> for all the women that work, <laughs> work with Tom, <laughs> I mean, they're long days. I still have long days. I mean, the show, show starts yeah. at 5 a.m. Central. That's the time we go on so, the air, but I mean, we start work you're up way like before that. Two, three o'clock? That early in the morning, it feels like you live on that show. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but the point mm -hmm. I was making is he, you know, remembered, uh, you know, Valentine's Day, all the women in the entire staff received flowers on Mother's Day. All the mothers received flowers. I mean, he definitely treated the women that worked with him very special. And even those who were in his just in his circle, you know, he remembered, yeah. remembered you. So I'm not surprised. Not surprised about that. That's at all. amazing. Well, you know, and to say goodbye to Tom and his show, and it made way for Ricky. Yeah. Now, before we get into talking about the Ricky Smiley show, I got to ask you a question because we just got the news sure. that the Academy has banned Will Smith for 10 years from the Academies, and everybody yeah. has their opinion about it. Some people say it's too much. Some people say they're slapping anybody. But I wondered, too, right. Ricky Smiley is a company. First of all, before he's even a radio personality, mm -hmm. what were his thoughts about Absolutely. what went down between Will and Chris? You know, and I don't want to speak for Ricky, but you sure. know, I was there to hear his response. So I think his initial, like like all of us, I believe we've kind of maybe our opinion has evolved as this kind of thing has played out. Mm -hmm. So originally, 
Ricky, being a comic, as you said, a stand-up comedian for all these years, and also being friends with Chris Chris Rock, he felt a mm-hmm. way about what happened from the standpoint yeah. of a comedian because he's like, these are jokes. We're telling jokes. Like, is it to the point where we can tell a joke and we can get, you know, assaulted? So mm-hmm. he was pretty upset about it at first. Very, very upset about just how it all went down. As things have, you know, progressed and more information has come out, um, I do think he thinks it's being it's a little excessive now as far as um, the repercussions that Will is having to, you know, experience. Not that it was right what he did. You know, no one's excusing that. But it's just it seems like a lot. Like, are they really making an example out of him? You know, there's people that have done. A lot of people venture to say things that were far, far worse um, who haven't had this same type of of yeah. punishment so i mean i don't know i i i i felt the worst for will packer who produced the you know i felt like that's what we should have been talking what? about that monday morning and i was kind of upset that we weren't because he's my fellow family mm-hmm. rattler and you know it was the first yes. time that uh, a black man and his team and an all-black production team had put on the academy awards and the attention got diverted to something that was so you know controversial but um, I think yeah, yeah. that uh, I have been saying it's it was a series of unfortunate events, things that were going on with Will and Jada, things that were going on with with Chris and just a, a cacophony of bad timing. <laughs> um, and so I think everyone would do things differently. If we had you over. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. one thing that people need to get used to and start to consider even more is that there could be several answers to one question and they could all be right sure at the same time absolutely and absolutely. we get stuck in right or wrong answer and the the answer is no one because we don't have all the information first of all we may never know that's right because we don't know these people uh ricky can say he knows exactly Chris. we can't say that right i don't know will smith i don't know right Chris right Trump. right i don't know jada i've met her once i you know mm-hmm. i can do it um, so the right. way we feel, you know, these people and can just speak into their lives and what should happen and not happen. It's just amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens. And Ricky speaks on this often as well. Um, just by virtue of being a celebrity, I put in air quotes because, you know, they're regular people just like we are, but people that are in the public eye or people that we feel like we have this familiarity with them, but we really, yeah. we really don't. Like we feel like we yeah. know Will and Jada and, and, and the type of couple they are. And so, but we no. don't, you know, we know what they allow us to see. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're people, you know, they, they have fights. They, you know, uh, I'm about to say something real. I don't know, but it came to my head. I was like, they have bowel movements. Like we all do. What is that? <laughs> but I mean, they're regular it's people. Right. Stuff happens. And, yeah. I don't know. I've been up since yeah. two forty-five, so you know. Hey, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> with a bunch of comedians. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. We don't know those people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, we don't know what's going on with them at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's it like working with Ricky Smiley on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show and your team? Oh man, it's it's great. It's every it's really never a dull moment. You know, I lay out a show every day with. This time we're doing this and this is what we're doing this break. And sometimes it happens. And El Michelle, most times it doesn't. 
<laughs> but my job is to organize the chaos. <laughs> and uh, but it makes it fun. Like I wouldn't I couldn't work, I don't think like in a bank or as an accountant mm-hmm. when everything kind of is pretty much the same every day. I thrive on the excitement mm-hmm. of, you know, the fast-paced moving environment and something different happening every day and um it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun and and we have a way of um at least my goal and I, and I bring them along with me is to make sure that we're informing as much as we're entertaining so we might have a segment where um you know we're talking about something that's you know really you know pretty serious but then mm-hmm. Ricky has a way of engineering the comedy and interweaving that in between to where you you learn something and you and you maybe ponder something a little bit differently but then you're going to leave going into the commercial break laughing like no he didn't what did he just say and what is about to happen <laughs> next so it is fun it's fun yeah, it's a lot of work it really is because in order to uh, in order to make it, you know, flow smoothly and, and to enable the talent to have fun, there's a lot of work that goes on, you know, behind the scenes. But but it's a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm and I'm I'm just blessed to be able to be part of it. For those people who've never worked in radio, um, give us a little idea of what it's like when you say make sure the show is all together. What does that really take? I did radio. So. I, I kind of have an idea, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, network radio or syndicated radio is is kind of different than than a local radio station per se, because we have you know up to ninety some different radio stations across the country that are that are carrying the show. Um, so there's certain breaks that we're supposed to hit on time so that the local radio stations then can then give you in our case the news the traffic or whatever's going on in that specific city and then there's a certain time window for that and we have to be back to regular programming so of course we're there like most uh, media outlets we're supposed to be selling commercials right or playing commercials and keeping you entertained in in, in the meantime and in between time mm-hmm. so um we have certain things that we do every day the features that everybody you know um, knows and loves, you know, Bernie's Jenkins and the church announcements or, you know, Brat's hotspot or the news and entertainment information. So we're giving all that information, but it definitely mm-hmm. does have to be organized and, and hit by a certain time so we can get those commercials in mm-hmm. and keep you listening and have you come back. So um, that's part of what I and, and uh, my team do um, every day is figure out what guests, what topics we're going to talk about, how long we're going to dedicate to talking about those things, how much time I'm going to leave Ricky to take it a whole different direction (laughs) and then come back around. So um, yeah, that's, I guess in a nutshell, what it is, it's really just like any other job. Well, not any other job. I take that back, but anything else where you have to, to plan or kind of, or project manage in a way. My my job is yes. to manage the project of the show every day and fit in everything that needs to be fit in while we're still having fun at the same time. So the having fun is what they yeah. concentrate on. And I'm back there like, we gotta go to break. We gotta go to break. I know it's funny, but shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you are the queen of the pivot. 
Yeah, absolutely. You have to be, especially with, with Ricky. I mean, Tom, I worked with Tom for a long time. They're definitely two very different personalities. Um, and I've been able to work mm-hmm. with a lot of different personalities over the years. I mean, I, I did pivot from radio for a little while and work in, um, in TV. And I was able to work with Monique with her radio show and her late night talk show. So as a producer, you got to learn your talent and you have to produce for the talent that you're working with. Yeah. So I produced differently for Ricky than I did for Monique than I did for mm-hmm. Tom. Tom's a radio guy, so I didn't have to worry about him hitting the break on time because whether <laughs> it was hilarious or not, he was going to wrap that laugh up and yeah. we we're going to get to break. Where Ricky, where Ricky, you know, the funniest first because he's a comic first and foremost. So making sure we laugh, make sure we, you know, go out on a laugh and a good one. He might be falling mm-hmm. on the floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and yeah, so definitely, definitely learning how to pivot is uh is important, and and getting the team to to do that as well. Like, we have an excellent team. Ricky says it all the time. Like he in- inherited um, yeah. a couple of us that came over from Tom, but just the team that you know we were able to assemble that allows him to have fun, but allows us to get the business taken care of as well. It's yeah. it's a pretty special thing. Wow, I have to ask you, Kim. How do you get all of what you do into 24 hours? Because you're a mom, you have your children's books, and I see there's some merchandise back there. Is that little Bobby? Bobby the that is little Bobby back there. Yes, one of my girlfriends um, actually surprised me with a life-size version of Bobby. Well, I guess she's bigger than life-size, but you know what I mean. <laughs> A plush version of Bobby. Um, and it's something that we're working on getting out because, um, yeah, it's been requested. But to answer your question, you know, literally, and this sounds, uh, maybe it sounds cliche, I don't know, by the grace of God, for real. Because yes. it's a lot. There's a lot of things on my to-do list. They don't always get all done every day, but the important stuff does. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I am pretty good at time management. I am pretty good at knowing how to weave things in and out and, and giving my attention where needed. Thankfully, my kids are to the point where they're, they're grown-ish now, grown-ish. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, doesn't take as much time as they did. But, I mean, navigating my career, they were they were small. There were times when, um, in fact, I have to share this uh, as far as Tom in his fly jack days and how mm-hmm. that influenced me in my career. As you mentioned, he flew back and forth between Dallas and Chicago. Well, there was a time where I was flying before between Dallas and Atlanta, uh, working on Monique show it was based in Atlanta. My kids are small. That was what? 10, 10, 11 years ago now, amazingly. But um, wow. yeah, I mean, so I had meal planners and schedules and, you know, cooking in advance and zip locking and labeling and, you know, ironing clothes and cleaning house and just wow. really, I'm an organized person by nature, I guess. So it makes it a lot easier to manage it all because I'm very much a planner and I'm, and I'm very much organized. Otherwise I would lose my mind. I'm still sometimes on the verge of losing my mind, <laughs> but I get, I get most well, of the important things done. The coach in me has to ask you, how are you making sure that you're giving yourself permission to put yourself first and self-care? You know what, El Michelle? I am learning that now as I've gotten a little wiser mm-hmm. <laughs> in my years yeah. to, to do that. Because for the longest time, I think I did. And I think I, and I think many, and I'm going to say women, 
are guilty of doing that so very often. Um, but now, no, I, I do make sure that I, again, I schedule time. I even schedule naps, as crazy as that may sound. But as early as I get up, there's certain days, you know, once I hit like maybe a Wednesday, I've got to take a midweek nap where I'm not going to be able to make it through the rest of the week. You know, I schedule workout time. I schedule when I'm going to take long baths, you know, massages, mm-hmm. all those types of, of things that I used to leave to the bottom of the to-do list. Now I kind of make sure I move them higher to the top because, you know, the whole, you can't pour from an empty cup is so, 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 so true. Mm -hmm. And my day is a lot longer than most. I mean, like I said, my first alarm, I said about three, but my first alarm goes off at 245, you know, with a live broadcast starting at five. Yes, it's over by 10 in the East, but then there's meetings and conference calls and, and my day sometimes goes until six, seven o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. And then I do it all over again. So, you know, I know everyone says you have the same amount of hours in every day, but you know, you just, you got to divide them up that suit, yeah. you know, the way that suits you best. Right. And I have learned, I have learned to, you know, incorporate those self-care things in there when I can, when I can. Well, I'm going to help you to get to some self-care a little earlier today day by not keeping you on too much longer. (laughs) I really have appreciated you, Kim. It's been wonderful talking to you. I'm excited about the book. And you know what? Tell everybody where they can find it. And then I'm going to prod a little bit more. You said there's a second book coming out. Did I catch that? Well, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, you can get the book by going to my website, especially if you want a hardcover copy like this one, you can go to youcanbeanything.com. Youcanbeanything.com and you can order um, both paperback copies or hardcover copies there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and activate a free shipping code for a limited time only. And that is ship it to me. And it's ship it the number two me. So ship it to me. That'll get you free shipping on your order. And of course, if you just, you know, I'm an Amazon fan as well. You can go to Amazon. They have paperback copies, Target, Barnes and Noble, pretty much anywhere you can get paperback copies. So yeah. And as far as the second, but actually there's three total, including this one that I already like must be done because they kind of all came to me at the same time. They kind of have an underlying message of, um, some kind of law of attraction concepts, I'll say. Just, you know. So the next mm-hmm. one is dealing with gratitude. Um, because oh, okay. it's a very important piece. We always talk about what we want, want, want. And what we want to do, do, do. And uh-huh. what we can be, be, be. Um, but I have found, as I, like I said, I'm getting into my wiser years. That a lot of the foundation of that needs to be gratitude. Grateful for where we are grateful for what we have, grateful for what mm-hmm. we have done, have experienced. And so that's the underlying message. Again, I'm not trying to preach or shove anything down anybody's throat. It's the underlying message. So that's the underlying message of the next book, which, yeah. yeah I'm, so <laughs> you and I'm so glad you're my friend. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, on same. Thank you so the much. The Culture Soup Podcast. And we're on I social media. Yes, um, pretty much Kim Nelson Ingram. 
Yeah, pretty much Kim Nelson Ingram on all platforms. I don't really tweet that much, but I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's Kim Nelson Ingram and Facebook, Kim Nelson Ingram. And I've even dipped my toe into TikTok. So <laughs> we'll see. I'm on there. You got to. <laughs> I will, I will definitely find you as soon as we log off. I, I, I have, you know, I'm not as good with being, you know, posting all the time, but when I do post, it's usually pretty good if I do say yeah, something. Good for you. You have a good one, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Bye. What an absolute pleasure to have Kim Nelson Ingram on the show. Kim, thanks so much. And I hope you go out and get her book. You Can Be Anything. And that's by Kim Nelson Ingram. And of course, check out the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Find us online at theculturesoup.com, on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next time. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Size Communication, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.